0: All right. This is Lori Forrester with a Sipping Point, and I am so excited because next to me is sitting Andrea Robinson. She is one of only seventeen women in the world to be the t- to hold the title of Master Sommelier, and is the first woman to be awarded Best Sommelier in America. Whoa I She's the author of four top selling wine and food books Including Everyday Dining with Wine And you've won all kinds of Jane's Beards awards But you are just such a shining, happy person And like me, your life is all about food and wine So thank you for being here You're a featured speaker at the Aspen Food Wine Classic I can't wait to chat with you Thank you. It is such a pleasure to chat
1: with you. I mean, it's so fun to talk about this topic, and there's nobody that doesn't get excited
0: and light up when it comes to food and wine discussion. I love it. And you're a chef, too. My other half, my husband, Michael Forrester, and the listeners know, is a chef. So I rely on him, but you've got it all rolled into one beautiful (laughs) body. That must really help you to know so much about food and then be able to translate that into wine as well, right? It
1: really does. It was, um, I got my culinary... Training later after getting my master sommelier, and obviously to, to ac- achieve that trad- that credential, you have to study a lot. So my focus had been wine, but when I was a kid and growing up through college, my focus was food. So it was really fun to go back to culinary school and have so many so many things finally explained and really come together. And when you're putting food and wine together, there's this this I had this aha moment that they're natural partners because. Food is savory, wine has acidity, and we use acidity Mm. to unlock the flavor in food. So as much as we focus on getting the food and wine pairing right, it's almost hard to get it
0: wrong, which I think is really good news. That's very exciting, and I love acidity. I think most of us wine geeks do because it is that palate-cleansing sensation in-between bites so when you go back to the food, it's even more exciting. And speaking of exciting, one of the seminars you're doing here is called The Age of Alsace. And I think a lot of my listeners may not be acquainted with Alsace all that much tell us why we should not miss the wines of Alsace okay absolutely
1: so I was really excited to be able to do the age of Alsace seminar and it's six wines from the Alsace region of France and the cool thing about the Alsace region of France number first thing to get excited about is that it's going to have the grape on the label whereas yay, yay. <laughs> woohoo <laughs> some information yay because most French wines are named for the region when in the case of Alsace yes you're gonna see the region emblazoned you know with pride on the label Alsace, but you're also going to see the grape, and you're going to see grape varieties that are really wonderful for their acidity and their minerality and their food compatibility, but Mm -hmm. also their distinctiveness. You're going to put your nose in the glass, and everyone should always make sure that you're tasting not just with your taste buds, but with your sense of smell, because that's where you get complexity and flavor. You're going to get from Alsace characteristics that are so exciting and interesting, characteristics of spice, obviously a lot of fruit, a lot of minerality, and they're such great food partners. Mm -hmm. there are great Alsace wines of easily between ten and twenty dollars. That's not necessarily an everyday price point, but it might be a once-a-week wine that you could really get excited about pairing with your your well your crab cakes Yay! and your blue crabs from that <laughs> right. part of the world, as well as you know we all love spicy food, and Alsace wines are amazing with spicy
0: food. So if if someone listening wants to go out and try their first wine from Alsace. What should they select? Where should they start? So I would start with the Pinot
1: Blanc grape because it's the most price accessible and it's very similar to wines that most of us have already tasted. It's going to be similar to Pinot Grigio but with more tenderness and juiciness in the palate. So that's perfect because it's going to be great with food but also delicious for sipping. And then from there, you the other grapes to explore from Alsace are the Riesling, which is kind of the king, mm-hmm. and you're going to find with Alsace that the Rieslings are going to be dry and that's always something that people do a double take they see the flute-shaped skinny bottle and they are reminded of Liebherr milk which is not a sweet not a dry wine the Alsace wines are going to be dry ones so look for Riesling and try that and with sushi yeah. oysters mm-hmm. I mean that's that's the the home run there and then go on to Gewurztraminer or if that's too much of a mouthful to say <laughs> try Gewurz. Right. and uh and that's delicious with spicy food even pizza Oh, great.
0: Now, your other seminar, which I'm also really excited about, it's all Greek to me, and you're featuring Greek wines, which for many years have gotten such a bad rap. Everybody thinks it's only retsina, but there's all these great dry wines, and that can also be intimidating, because the names, even more intimidating than anything from Alsace, Assyrtiko and Cassino Mavro. So how do... Folks kind of dip their toe in the Greek wine water, I guess, if you will. Absolutely. So
1: um, the, the cool thing about this All Greek to Me seminar is that we're pairing the wines with food. We're going to have a really Mm -hmm. simple but really complex and diverse tasting plate to showcase how the different styles of Greek wines really are versatile with a lot of different types of food that everybody likes to eat. Not just Greek food although obviously Greek food's great and one of the rules you can always bank on is if the food and wine grew up together they go together. So Italian wines and Italian food Greek wines, Greek food, that's super simple. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to keep it limited to that and we being a melting pot culture are never going to do that. We are always Mm -hmm. going to have at our fingertips F- foods from all over the world and wines and we're lucky but we're also confused because that's a lot to deal with so so with the greek wines there are really two white grapes you mentioned the, my favorite of the two although i love them both asyrtico and that's really the signature grape of santorini so if you're thinking about vacation it's a vacation mm-hmm. in a bottle yeah, and like then it. the uh, then the white the other white is called Mosco and it is so beautiful it's basically like if you remember you know sucking the nectar out of a honeysuckle from when you were a little little. little kid, it's Mm -hmm. that. And they're both really price accessible, so that's a great place to start. The reds, the red wine grape names are also a mouthful. Xenomavro, which you did a great job of saying, (laughs) is is a hard one. And then um, Aioritico, although sometimes they translate it on the label to St. George, because that's how it translates from the Greek. What I would focus on there is don't worry so much about the grape names. Look for regions. There's Nemea and Mm -hmm. Nausa, and those are two that you can look for. And then I would also always... Ask the retailer. Shop at a great retailer and say, "Look, don't kill me on price." Never, never be uh, ashamed to tell them that you don't want to spend more than twelve dollars or whatever the number Thank is, because yes. they'll be very excited to delight you at your price point because they know that'll make a happy customer who will be a repeat customer. Um, and then, so ask your retailer for great recommendations. And the other thing is, you can turn the bottle around and look on the back, and there are a couple of great importers. Um, Terlato Family imports the Butari line of wines, and they're great. And the other Great importer that I can immediately say off the top of my head, although I know there are others, is Diamond Importers. Yes. And I think if you've got, it's sort of like a buy recommendation from a great stockbroker, if those even exist anymore. Um, but if you've got a great that's importer great. on the bottle, it doesn't so much matter what the front label is because they're doing the picking for you, and it's like having a good retailer or a good sommelier
0: at your side all the time. So that's lo- a good. Bet. I love that, and we had someone from Diamond on the show oh, when great. we talked about Greek wine. Actually. So, so we're on the same page now you can go out and get an amazing bottle of wine but if you serve it in a plastic cup or just a really you know not so nice wine glass it's going to affect the taste of the wine and because of that you've come up with your own line of glassware called the one and i guess there's a one for white and there's a one for red and it's got a lot of great qualities i love affordable break resistant so tell us what's so special about the one and just glassware in general it it's so important. The glass is huge,
1: and um, it's not something it's not something that's so important to stress about and what I why I want to point that out is that I think as much as over the last thirty years we as a culture have been educated by the crystal manufacturers that a great glass makes a difference. We've also been given the uh, the notion that you need a different glass for every grape. So we're back to intimidation and expense in the mm-hmm. world of wine. We've already got enough of that with the, <laughs> the topic of wine itself. Having said that, there's there's no reason to compromise on your uh, wine enjoyment with a poor quality glass or a poor design. And about four years ago, I was approached by most of the great crystal makers, every brand name you can think of that is known for wine stems, to, uh, to endorse a line of wine stems. And so I went about the task of starting to test them and say, okay, well, if I'm going to do something like that, Which ones are the best? And what I began to discover is that the different glass for every grape thing was not for real. And that, in fact, sometimes the glass, the grape specific glass, was the the least good performer with that particular grape. So then I started to, to take note of, okay, well, which are the good glasses and what is it about them that makes them good? And that's how my husband, John, and I tested them over and over again with all the great ones. We whittled it down to two or three really good <laughs> Testing stems. Testing
0: is uh, drinking too, Oh,
1: drinking. <laughs> so yeah, it's a tough job, as they say. I love it. Um, but we came up with these prototypes based on best practices in glass design around the rim diameter, the shape of the bowl, the vertical depth of it, and then the, all that stuff. And then we started, so we had some prototypes made and tested those against our really two or three best competitor stems and we really developed conviction around these shapes. And then I was lucky enough to find a fantastic manufacturing partner. It's a company called Stolzl in Germany. And they're one of the few factories in the world that can create a pulled stem glass. And what that means is that the glass is one piece. So it Mm -hmm. doesn't have a bowl applied to a stem in the factory, which is usually where your break point is because Mm -hmm. the bowl and the stem separate when you're polishing or drying And that's what, that's one of the major issues with glasses, obviously, is after you've invested in a decent set, they're breaking on you right and left. And so the Stoltzl lead-free crystalline has a much greater durability point just in terms of its shatter shatter, um, potential, but it also has that single piece rather than the the applied bowl and therefore is much more durable at that level. And their uh, material is lead-free, which is, of course, great from a health perspective, but it also makes it dishwasher safe because it won't. Etch. That, uh, yeah problem. so i'm yeah. I'm not only a sommelier I'm a, i always say i'm a somme but i'm also a mom and the last thing i need is more hassle so washing washing by glasses by hand is just it would be a bridge too far for me to enjoy wine so so it's called the one because there's just one for white and one for red that optimize all styles of wine and we tested this across price points and bottle age as well and different appellations we were really really excited about them so um for me, it was Great. a labor of love because I want people to get the most out of their wine without uh, in, engaging in a tremendous amount of uh, pain, suffering, and expense. And I think we uh, hopefully solved like that. like achieved it. Yes.
0: <laughs> right. I'll have to try out the glasses when we get done here. Absolutely. And what are your... Uh, thoughts on the stemless glass
1: You know I, I understand The practicality point of being able to put it In the dishwasher It, it I don't enjoy them at all though In terms of um, I, I don't like holding the bowl by, With my hands because I don't like uh, Prints on the bowl and I also think that your the temperature of your hand warms the wine, and I don't like that. And I also think it feels really funny to swirl it. And once you start to drink wine a lot and taste wine a lot, you realize you swirl. And the reason you do it is not to look affected at a <laughs> cocktail party, which is never a good idea. Right. But it's to um, it's to aerate the wine and to elevate and showcase and and bring out all of the complexity. And mm-hmm. just people need to remember that it's not your taste buds that give you flavor and complexity wine it is your nose and that's why the one glasses were really engineered to optimize the nose because if you can't smell
0: you can't taste right now, folks do want to taste wine and, and find out about you, get the glasses, all that. Where can they go to get more information?
1: Sure. Um, on my website, andreawine.com, uh, you have all the information about the glasses. We have a whole uh, video wine course with quizzes and uh, and some really fun videos that take you all over the world of wine and uh,
0: teach you a whole lot about wine in a short amount of time. So it's a fun Great. thing to check out. Awesome. Well, Andrea Robinson, thank you so much for being on The Sipping Point. I'm a huge fan. Thank this is an honor to interview you. Likewise. And I look forward to seeing you out. On the Tasting Tent. We'll see you there. All right, cheers.
1: Thanks, cheers.